Before we start today's podcast, the Truth About Aging wish to acknowledge that this episode has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and that their cultural and heritage beliefs are still as important to the living Ghana people today. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the podcast. Today's episode is all about supporting our loved ones through the pandemic. So we're kind of flowing off the back of the episodes that I did with Amanda. And if you haven't listened to those, I think that gives a pretty broad context of some of the struggles that the aged care system is facing at the moment. And also just how families can kind of really support their loved ones during this time. But I thought I'd spend today's episode giving you five quick tips of things you can do to help your loved ones if they themselves have COVID, if you have COVID, if their services are impacted because of COVID, they're really just ways that you can help support them during this really quite challenging time. So tip number one, ordering groceries online. So this isn't anything completely revolutionary, but can be incredibly helpful for older Australians to still access their regular shopping particularly due to staff shortages or illness, either for individuals themselves, their families, or maybe their workers, it can be harder for people to access their regular grocery shopping and get out of the house to do that. So it might be something that is just set up short term. The majority of the larger supermarkets in Australia will offer a delivery online delivery option. And there is also fantastic ways of being able to save your standardized orders. So if you know that every week mum or dad's going to want a loaf of bread, some milk, butter, and some dairy milk chocolate, because who doesn't, then you can set that up as a bit of a standard order and then add in any extra items around that as well. So it can be a really handy way of helping people access food delivery without having to leave their own home. There's obviously a little bit of tech involvement in setting it up, which is why some of my clients can find that a little bit challenging and often it's their families that jump in to help set that up. But it does enable them to still have that choice and control over which particular products, what brands they want, what things they need from week to week, but having it delivered to their door rather than having to go out in the community and get that themselves. Tip number two, and in a similar kind of vein, meal delivery options. So there are a number of meal delivery providers out there. Some of the really common ones that come to mind are like Meals on Wheels, Light and Easy, the Good Meal Co. is a newer and really good one. There's also often smaller state-based ones as well. So I know in South Australia, we have an Italian provider called Nonna's Cucina. We have a Maltese provider called Macassa or Maltese Aged Care. 
And I know we also often use Dinner King or Adelaide Food Services. So there's likely to be a number of smaller providers in your area as well if there's something specific you want, or you can always trial some of those bigger ones to start with. And I think the benefit of this is it really takes away any of that preparation work in terms of meals as well. So it might be something that you just do short term while you're struggling to access food otherwise, or it might be something that you just introduce for a couple of meals a week to take some of the burden off preparing all of your meals individually. So these vary. Some of them are frozen meals delivered to your door. Some of them are hot meals or fresh meals delivered to your door. They have a variety of different price points as well. And definitely worth noting, if you do have a home care package, your home care package can pay towards part of the meal delivery. So essentially, without getting too complicated, in the under the home care package guidelines, it can fund the delivery and the preparation time for the food, but not the cost of actual ingredients. So essentially what might normally be, say, a $15 meal, it might be $10 charged to your home care package and $5 to you for the cost of the ingredients. So that can be a really good way of accessing subsidized meals as well. So something worth considering if you've got a home care package, I would have a chat with your provider about what meal delivery options are available because it can be a really helpful way of accessing food during the pandemic, but at any time as well, if you're just looking to ease a little bit of that burden and hand over a little bit of responsibility throughout the week. Tip number three, and these next couple, I guess, are a bit more in that um, social, emotional, mental well-being kind of space. So tip number three is keeping regular contact with your loved one. So this might be in the shape of phone calls, might be FaceTime if they're tech savvy and able to use devices for video calls as well. It might be just sending them a text message to check in each morning and just let them know that you're thinking of them. But I, I also loved one that Amanda raised in her episode two about if, if it is someone that isn't particularly tech savvy, writing them a letter and printing off some photos of things that you and the family have been up to or that you've been doing. Because as much as it's easy to share things on Facebook or send links to photos, if your loved one isn't someone that can access those or has difficulty or is stressed trying to access those, then keeping it old school and keeping it basic and writing letters and printing off photos can be a really beautiful way of keeping connected and just sharing a little bit about what's going on and giving them something to look forward to and write back to as well. Tip number four, and in that similar vein, is activities to do at home. So Again, particularly during the pandemic, there's a number of things that are closed or cancelled or social outings that are not running the way that they usually would. And particularly for our ageing Australians, it can be a time of pretty significant social isolation, particularly if they're someone that lives on their own anyway, and maybe their swimming class isn't going ahead anymore, or they can't go to book club or they would normally go have coffee with their neighbor down the end of the street each week, but their neighbor hasn't been well. There's many, many barriers for people accessing social connections at the moment. So it's really important to keep in mind what your loved one is doing and what's keeping them engaged throughout the day. Now, that doesn't mean you're responsible for setting a a daily calendar of things for them to do, 
but it can be lovely to take a little minute and think about something that they're passionate about or one of their hobbies or an activity that they enjoy. It might be something like puzzles or Sudokus or different books that they like reading, new craft activities, some knitting, some gardening, anything that kind of ties into things that you know they enjoy. It can be lovely to drop off a little care parcel with some activities for them to participate in too, particularly if it's something that you might also be able to do and then you can share and you can talk about the book that you're both reading or the tomato plants that you just planted. It could be any variety of things, but it just allows an extra layer of connection and a bit more motivation and reason to get up out of bed in the morning. Because when you know you're going to be spending all day in your house with nobody visiting and really all you're doing is getting up, eating your meals and going back to bed, it can be a recipe for a spiral or decline in people's mental health. And It's really important to consider what that looks like for your loved one and also, if possible, put some things in place to help support them and help prevent that too. And I guess one step further, if your loved one is someone that feels comfortable speaking about these things, ask them how they're going. Ask them how their mental health is or what they've been getting up to each day because it's really important that we have conversations about these kinds of things and the best way to promote positive aging and really try reduce some of that social isolation is through conversations and connection and meaning. And if that's dropping off and a little activity pack or giving them a phone call, all of those things make a difference to really improve their lives. And lastly, tip number five, which is contacting my age care if you need more help. So again, particularly during the pandemic, people are probably a bit more isolated than usual and there might be some tasks that normally people informally help with. It might be the neighbours putting the bins out. It might be that their friend helps pick them up a loaf of bread when they're down at the shops. There's little things that might not be able to run as they normally do and it might be a time that you notice really, really highlights what help your loved one might need at home. So we do have a whole episode on contacting my age care and having those discussions with your loved ones. So how to contact my age care is all in episode three, believe it or not, that's going right back. But episode three is how to access my age care and talks a bit about the eligibility criteria involved in that. But if you do find that your loved one is struggling at this time and needing more help than normal and potentially you or your family or your friends aren't able to visit and support them at this time, it can be really worth having a look at some of those more formal supports like Commonwealth Home Support Program, Home Care Package Funding, or potentially even respite or residential care, depending on where they're at. But my age care is your go-to for those. So I encourage you to get in touch with them if you're finding that your loved one is needing a lot more help than normal. You can always give them a call to start with and discuss and see if that's something that might be eligible. You will need your loved one there to actually put the application through or they'll need to contact them too, but it can be worth getting started with that if you do feel that your loved one is needing that extra assistance at this time. Okay, so they are our top five tips for supporting a loved one through the pandemic. Number one, ordering groceries online. 
Number two, meal delivery options. Number three, regular social contact through phone calls, FaceTime, letters. Number four, activities to do at home. And number five, contacting My Age Care if you are finding that your loved one is needing additional assistance or help at home. I really hope today's episode has been helpful just to capture a few of those more practical things we can do for our loved ones at this time. Touch wood, fingers crossed, here's hoping that we're getting out the other side of this. It's been a very, it's been a long few years in many ways. I think we're very blessed in South Australia that this is probably one of the the first times we've really been hit by it in a more serious way. But I know that there's certainly some of our Eastern state friends have been challenged with this for even longer. So I hope that there's some things in here that resonate and that you might be able to implement with yourself or a loved one. Here's hoping we're out the other side of this very soon. Sending big, big love to you all. And I will talk to you all again next week. Bye.